Hey everybody, welcome to Drive Through View 583. Today we're going to take a look at The Walking Dead All Out War. Now this is a miniatures game from Mantic Games. And so I'm going to be covering, this is the base set, the core set. You can see you get some different heroes and survivors. It takes place on a play mat, which the game provides. It gives you different measuring tools and different templates for gauging the kill zone of the different walkers and stuff like that. It gives you a couple of different ways to kind of play the game uh, in this box, but I'm also going to mention there's two expansions now for the game. Uh, the first one here is this Prelude to Woodbury, and this is actually a standalone expansion. You could just buy this. You don't need the base game for it. You won't really get any sort of uh, play mat or anything to play on, but you will give, get some other components and scenery and stuff like that and you can just kind of play whenever surface you want. But this is designed to play a solo as, if you're familiar with the comic or the TV show, uh, this is based on the comic book, by the way, uh, by the, it's, uh, this is the governor before he was the governor. So sort of his journey into the story of the kind of the main crew with Rick and everybody. And the next one to look at here is, this is Days Gone By. This is kind of like the Atlanta expansion. And if you're familiar with the TV show, this is kind of covers the first two seasons, roughly, of the TV show. And I don't really remember how much of the comic book that covered, but this one you do need the base game to play with. Uh, but this one you get a little bit more material. Uh, it has kind of a, a narrative campaign that you can play through, and I'll go into more detail about it. But I'll talk more about kind of how these all kind of fit together in the review. Just going to show you that I'm going to be showing you kind of components from all three of these here. But let's jump in and take a look at how the mechanics actually work and some of the different scenarios and ways to play the game, and then I'll come back and give you my thoughts. Okay, I've gone ahead and just kind of laid out everything that I have there with the base game and the expansion. Now this mat here will come with the Days Gone By expansion. You get this central uh, mat here with the core game and I got all the different figures here set up like so. And you can also see over on the side there, these are all the pieces that you get in the Woodbury, the solo expansion. I'll talk more about these in detail here. And you can see you've got like the little RV. The RV actually comes in the base game, uh, but you've got Dale there, if you're familiar with the show or the comic and some tents. And so I'm just excited to set these up. These people are minding their own business, trying to camp. Meanwhile, there's a little bit of a shootout here with Rick and Carl and some other folks. Uh, so what you're gonna do in the game is you're gonna set up usually this 20 by 20 mat here, or you can go bigger, depending on the size of game that you wanna play. So first, let's take a look here at Rick Grimes. So each of the characters here has a point value, and you just set the number of points that you wanna play to. So Rick already is worth 50 points. So if you're playing a 100-point game, Rick, without any guns or any other equipment, is already half of your, your total score there. Now, there are a couple other things to notice about the cards here. You've got the melee, the shoot, and the defense, and this is the type of dice that you're gonna roll. You've got three main kind of combat dice here. You can see white, red, and blue, and you can see Rick is really good at shooting because he's got the blue dice. That's like the best die. And then red is kind of the weakest, and then white's kind of the medium there. You've also got a health tracker here, special rules, and then also, slots for different types of equipment. Everybody has a head slot and a body slot in two items. Think of this like left hand, right hand, and then also a number of cards they can fit in a pack here. Now, his son Carl here has a similar type of thing, but you can see he can only squeeze uh, one thing in the pack. Carl only costs you 12 points, but he's not as good because he's got all red dice there. He's got a little bit less health, uh, but there's some special rules here. For example, with Rick, we can take a look here. It says, if Carl Grimes is in the same group as Rick and is within his kill zone, which you measure with this little tool here, which I'll show you in a little bit, then Rick gains a red 
die to his melee attack and defense rolls. So he's a little bit more motivated. And then he also has the leader ability, which is stay calm. It says Rick may perform in place of a hold your nerve action, roll a blue die and re reduce the threat level of that many points. I'll explain that in a minute. But he's got a special ability to kind of hold your overall nerve. Now, what does that mean? Well, you've got this dial here. And I will say this is a little bit squirrely of a dial. So you want to be very careful because it can get bumped very easily. There may be a way to kind of tighten that up a little bit. But throughout the course of the game, things are going to increase the threat. And you can see here we've got low threat, medium threat, all the way up to uh, high threat there. Now, if it ever hits this top, uh, then the game will end. And depending on the scenario, certain things will happen. Maybe it's a draw. Maybe the team that collected the most uh, supply counters wins or something like that. But one of the actions you can do is actually take and kind of lower that. So you can see here we've got a small equipment deck that comes with the base game. Each of the other expansion comes with some extra equipment that you can mix into your games. And here you can start to see there, this says the 8mm pistol and it says 18 points. So if I were to give Rick that, then he would cost a total of 68. So we can take and put that down here in his item slot. Now we've got here a special item here. This is called the Lucky Hat. Now this is uh, Carl Grimes only. And you can see here it says, each time Carl is reduced to zero health points, you're gonna roll this special black die. And if you get the shield, then he stands up and he's got uh, one hit point there. So we can go ahead and get that and put that on his head there. So now we've got a total of 90 points on this side. So if we're playing a 100 point game, then you know you could just have this duo here, maybe versus another duo. And the base game comes with a few of these different characters here that you can add in. And the other expansions come with other character cards like that. And I should say that the Atlanta expansion here, uh, if you look in the back here of the Days Gone By manual, this is a pretty neat thing here. It's got a way to actually create your own survivors. You can download these blank survivor cards uh, from Mantic's website, and it gives you a way to sort of point out and spec out your own survivors. So you can kind of like make yourself if you wanted, and then get kind of a miniature that represents you. And talking about the health and the melee dice and how many points that's gonna add. So you can, you can add whatever you want. You can make a super powerful character here and sort of idealize whatever you wanted, but it's gonna cost you a certain amount of points if you were to play with it in the game. That's pretty cool. Now the base game comes with kind of like two rule books. You've got a very quick start rule book that gives you the basics of what you need. This is very quick and easy. And this really does give you almost the full sense of the game. Now it's also got a little bit heftier of a rule book here. You can see it's got quite a few more pages. It just just kind of details things out, talks about some of the idiosyncrasies, like if you've got one character fighting another character, and then there's also two zombie involved and just how to kind of order all of that so you can resolve the combat in a organized way. And of course, this also tells you how to kind of set up your basic, your main scenario. So basically the base game comes with kind of the tutorial and then kind of one scenario you can set up to play. And when you go and do that, everything's got points. So you're going to set the points to, uh, you know, the size of the, of the war band or the group that you want to have out there. And then based on the size of the area that you're going to play, you're also going to have certain types of terrain. So the game comes with this cardboard terrain, which is actually pretty nice. And it shows you kind of the number of points worth of terrain that it costs. So the cars are two, these little barricades here like that are one. And then like this big, uh, uh, motorhome here is is three so you can kind of lay that out and it, it gives you rules for if you have got your own terrain uh, you know from whatever miniature game you might be playing and kind of how to gauge the number of points and based on the size of the play area it tells you how many points i think it's 14 points for 20 by 20 and so on 
And it also tells you, let's say you play a 150 point game, that's probably the max you wanna play in this area. And then once you go above that, you wanna kind of extend that and it's basically twice the area, have a, a lot longer of a game and also you know a little bit more of an epic slugfest. Now it also comes with on the back of the main rulebook, kind of your turn sequence. I know this looks like a lot, but it basically breaks down the entire game just on this one page. So this is kind of a nice player aid. Uh, so let's just go through quickly what the phases are gonna be. First, you're gonna have the action phase. Players will alternate activating their different models. Then you'll do the event phase. The zombies might activate here. And then you have a melee phase. So anybody that's in hand-to-hand -hand combat, this is when you resolve that. And then you have a quick kind of cleanup and end phase. Maybe you, uh, if you're bit, maybe you take some damage or maybe the walkers stand up if you didn't give them a headshot and that kind of thing. So let's just kind of quickly walk through that. Uh, now the actions here, you can see all of the different uh, characters can do these basic actions here. So you take two actions on your turn usually. So you can move, search, stand up, shuffle your items around, shoot, hide, all kinds of stuff like that. So let's talk about those actions that you're gonna do. So the first thing obviously you're gonna do is move. And usually the objective of the scenarios are gonna to be to obtain these different supply counters and maybe it's to wipe out the other team on the board. But I wanna head up and set up the supply counters here. So let's say we're trying to move and collect these supply counters. And there's two ways that you can move. And it's got this ruler here, which is in inches, but it also has handy dandy like default kind of normal stuff that you're always gonna do. So you got sneak here and run. So if you sneak, no big deal. You put your ruler down here and then we're gonna sneak them up to there. No problem, nobody heard you, you didn't cause any noise, but let's say you wanted to actually run. So, and then we would have moved up to here, and then maybe we moved a little bit further up to there. So we try to run up here, and once you get into base contact with that, then you can stop, and you're gonna need an action now to search and grab that, and then what you'll do when you search is you'll grab a card out of the supply deck, and it might be nothing. It could be a, a lurker that does some damage to you. You might get some ammo and stuff because you can run out of ammo in this game. But if you run, you're gonna cause noise, and there's a lot of things that are gonna cause noise. And if you do that, you're gonna take a look. Let's just zoom out a little bit here. And you're gonna look at the closest zombie that is within 10 inches. So that's what how long the ruler is. So you're gonna take a look here, see which of the closest zombie is there in 10 inches, and the zombie is going to then shamble. So you can see here we have this shamble movement there, which is six inches. So the closest zombie, which is this fella here, he's gonna shamble that many inches. Well, let's just say, for example, that he was a little bit further away and this guy was the closest. Well, he would just shamble directly towards the noise, and then bam, he's gonna end up in base contact. Now. Because he ran for his first action, that is immediately gonna cause the noise. So you're gonna resolve the noise and then now he's in base contact. Your turn's gonna end if you ever come within an inch or less or get in base contact with another enemy figure, that's gonna kill your turn. So you're gonna be very careful about just running and then trying to grab it because you're gonna cause a noise when you do that or like when you shoot your gun. Now if he was, so let's say the zombie was over here, he would move in a direct line and he would bump that and stop. He wouldn't try to go around, but if he was already there, let's reset back to what we were here. This guy was actually closer. He's already in base contact with the train piece, so he's actually gonna then move around the object. Normally the zombies will move in a direct line, but if they're already uh, within base contact, they're gonna shamble around there. So he's gonna shamble around the six inches there, and I'll bet that's six inches. I'm just gonna call it. So he's gonna be six inches there, and then he'll be in base contact. So that's movement. So you got movement, search, uh, you can also swap items you can see here. So if you had items in your backpack, you can take one of your actions to maybe get the new gun you found and put it in your hand and put the old junkie gun back in your backpack. That takes an action. Uh, you can also shoot. So let's take a look at Rick here. 
So Rick here, like we showed earlier, has the blue die, but he's also got a gun, and you need a gun to be able to shoot. And then he's also got to add two red die to a ranged attack. So let's just kind of screw things up a little bit here, put him there. Let's say Rick kind of snuck up there, and he had good line of sight there. And we'll zoom in a little bit here. Let's say he just wanted to take a shot at that person. So he's going to take his blue die and then two red dice. And then the zombies here, you can see they always roll a red die for attack or defense. So the zombie then would have to roll a red die for defense. And let's just say this is the roll that we got. Rick, you would add up his little splatter symbols there, so he would beat them. And so he would then uh, win that combat and then he would knock the zombie down. Now the zombie is not dead, but if Rick had won the combat and also rolled one of these little exclamation points, that would be a headshot. But that's only going to apply if he actually won the combat. So then this would actually be removed off the board. But now, since the zombie's not quite dead, at the end of the round in the end phase, you're going to roll this die here. And this is sort of like a 50-50 flip your coin uh, die. So if you rolled this, the symbol, the yes symbol, then it would stand up. And if you didn't, it would stay prone. But the thing to know about these guns here, and a few other things, is they will cause mayhem. Now that's similar to noise. You're going to check anything that's within 10 inches, but everything within 10 inches, not just the closest thing, is then going to shamble towards you 6 inches. So by shooting that, then we would have gotten, let's see, this guy would be in base contact, this one would, would be in base contact like that, and then... Uh, this guy would, would just kind of move around a little bit like that. You gotta be very careful about making too much noise there. Now, if Rick was shooting a, another figure that was not a zombie, let's say uh, this bad dude over here, the zombies were out of the way, and he was shooting him, then this uh, exclamation point would just cause an extra bit of damage. In this case, again, you're gonna roll the difference. Let's say you got a little bit better of a roll. It was two, three, four, five to two, so you would do three damage to him. Uh, because he's beaten by two, and then an extra damage with that. And if he, that was enough to kill him, then he would be dead because that would be a headshot. But if, it, uh, if he killed him and he didn't roll one of those, then this guy would immediately turn into a zombie and then activate that way. So after each player has taken turns activating the models, and they give you these little counters there to remember which ones you've activated, then the zombies are going to check everything that's in within their kill zone. So let's just move this fill out of the way, get rid of him. And let's say that zombie was there. We're gonna go ahead and take and put this over the top there and nobody is within a kill zone. And if the say was there though, then he would move into base contact and immediately we'd have a melee at the end of the round. If they're already within base contact, then you don't need to check it because the zombie's already having its lunch. So you'll check all the zombies on the board and then you're gonna resolve the events. And before we talk about the events, actually, I should remember that when you uh, inflict mayhem, like we just did with the gun, you're actually going to increase the threat by one there. So you got to be very careful about that as well. So when we get to the event phase, we're going to flip over the event, and then we're going to take a look at where the threat's at. So right now, we're still in all quiet, so we're going to do the top part of that card. If we had moved up to medium or high threat, then we're going to do the more drastic sides of these different options here. And sometimes these event cards will go ahead, like you can see here, and actually bump up the threat by itself, and then you'll resolve it based on where the threat tracker is. And these are all kinds of nasty things. They'll move zombies around. They'll add zombies to the board. Uh, this is why maybe it's a good idea to have extra zombies, because if you run out of zombies, uh, from the base game or whatever expansions you've got and you don't have enough to put on the board, then you'll bump up threat uh, plus one. 
Now after you've done the zombie activation in the event, then you're going to resolve uh, any melee that's out. So anybody that's in base contact with each other that's an enemy, you're going to go resolve those. And the person with the initiative, which I should have mentioned at the beginning, uh, one player will start the initiative, then this will pass. Uh, they will kind of nominate the different combats to go. And it's very similar to uh, the shooting and like gets a little bit more involved. Let's say in this case, we had two zombies in contact with Rick, like I showed earlier. Then for each zombie, you're gonna add a red die and then Rick will roll off on his, his melee and then possibly any other bonuses that he might have. And then you're gonna again compare the results. So let's say the two zombies there and Rick, so they are gonna beat Rick there. So they've got now Rick's one to the zombies three, so Rick will lose two health. And again, if uh, you get down to here, then you're gonna be uh, possibly bit. And now when the zombies hit you with this exclamation point, it will bite you. And then at the end of the phase, you're gonna roll this. And if you roll the symbol, then you're gonna actually lose a damage. So you gotta be very careful about that as well. You certainly don't want a bunch of these zombies around you. And that's pretty much the gist of the game. It does get into some more details here uh, when you get into more complicated melee combat. That's really the only kind of real tricky part uh, of the game. Uh, you can go prone and you can actually try to hide and stuff if you're in contact with the different uh, terrain features. Uh, you can use it as sort of a defense. Uh, there is line of sight blocking and there's cover saves. So it, it tells you in the rules based on kind of the size of the terrain, you just kind of agree to it. And then you get a certain number of dice to help you uh, with a cover save on defense on shooting. Little details like that will be in the main rule book, but it's really clear. Uh, I do want to mention though, the other expansions real quick. And I'll first talk about the Days Gone By expansion. I'll talk about more of this in the review, but I think this is a must get. I think if you get the base game, it's fine. You got like almost the complete game. And I'll talk about this more in the review, but once you add this, then you've got a nice full game. You've got some extra characters that you can play with. Now this gives you a narrative campaign that you can sort of play co-op all the way through. And this is gonna run you through kind of the initial story of the Walking Dead comic up until, I don't want to spoil it, there's a certain sort of falling out there towards the end, and uh, then you have a combative scenario that you can end in, which is kind of neat. It's like kind of, you play it cooperative, uh, and then at the end you kind of split into two different tribes, and then you have a sort of the main sort of type of game here where you've got two factions going against each other trying to you know collect loot or wipe each other out and then not get killed by the zombies. So that's really cool. It adds the extra characters, an extra mat, some terrain. I get more equipment cards and skill cards. It gives you a lot more to kind of play with and gets you on the way to scaling to kind of the larger game. Now the Prelude to Woodbury expansion I think is less necessary, but I think you will find it useful because it comes with all of the components that you need to play the game. So it comes with a complete set of dice, uh, extra ruler, extra kill zone marker, even another spinner, which you don't really need, some extra a few zombies, I think five zombies, so you got some more zombies to add. Uh, it comes with a solo uh, event deck, because you can go ahead and play these scenarios solo without a you know another party that you're fighting against and you're just trying to go in and grab the, the loot or whatever and not get killed by the zombies. So it's more geared towards playing that uh, and the events are more geared toward that. So if that interests you, then that's why you wouldn't want to get that. So that is uh, Walking Dead All Out War. I really, really enjoyed this game. Uh, it's, it's a lot more fun than I kind of expected it to be. But initially, I gotta say, I was kind of confused by it uh, because I just had the, the base game. And that's fine, you get six characters, basically enough to kind of score off in about a 150 point battle and enough zombies to kind of fill up 
on the board because based on the number of points you take, you take a certain number of points of zombies. Each of the zombies is worth 15 points. You kind of take up to the point level. So they kind of match, you know, what the teams have. Uh, so you set that up and then, but it's like, then you just play like the one scenario and then that's it. And so I was talking to the publisher and I said, well, we want to market this like basically like X-Wing. They didn't use that word, but in my head I'm thinking, okay, so this is the approach I should have had with the game is have it like X-Wing because there's a lot of booster packs you can buy. You can get extra zombies, extra characters from the show, or excuse me, the comic book. I'm, I don't, I haven't read the comic book in a long time. I'm mostly thinking in terms of the show. So I'm going to probably revert to that and say the show, but this is based on the comic. Uh, so you can get all the extra characters. Uh, it does have really cool terrain packs. You can get, I think it's resin terrain, like resin cars, and uh, there's a, a wooden uh, MDF uh, motorhome that you can get and all that kind of stuff if you really want to trick it out. Uh, and so you, you can kind of go from it in a perspective of like, I've got my core set, you've got your core set, and maybe I've got these different characters and boosters and stuff, and then I build my little you know, group and then you build your group and then we go at it. So if you think of like X-Wing in that way or a lot of other miniature games, then that's really the approach that you want to take with it. But I got to say, playing with the Atlanta expansion, the days gone by, that's a very, very interesting thing because you can, like I said, play through the narrative co-op uh, narrative campaign and go through kind of the story and then you end up kind of playing the real game. But it is pretty kind of compelling to do that. It, it does tell a nice story that way. In the campaign, you have like different effects as you kind of win or lose the scenario cooperatively that will affect all the way back into that final campaign. So that's a really a cool way to play it. And you do have that extra kind of characters to play with. You're not really kind of locked in like, okay, Carl with the hat and Rick with the gun and this guy with the bandit. You know, you, you gives you some toolkits to kind of play around with the game. Uh, so like I said, during the walkthrough, I think the base game once you get that, and if you like it, definitely get that Days Gone by expansion, because to me that really kind of completes the game. Uh, and the game, the game's relatively uh, fairly priced. I think it's like thirty or forty bucks for the base game, and around that for the expansion as well. So it's not like you're spending a ton of money just to get that extra bit to it. Uh, but it's a lot of fun. The mechanics are really cool. I like that you can kind of play it co-op and competitive, which really actually kind of fits the theme of the game, uh, where you know you're kind of in it. Uh, for each other sometimes and then you're kind of in it for yourselves based on the conditions and you know the characters and their attitude and everything. So I think that's a really good service towards uh, the theme of it. And the mechanics are very very simple and very sort of accessible. So I think this is a nice intro to a miniatures game. Now Mantic's done like a couple other sort of board game sort of slash miniature games like Mars Attacks is a very very good uh, kind of intro game. There's not really any measurement. You're just kind of measuring kind of using the Dead Zone system and then Dead Zone's like your more full-fledged uh, miniature game which just you know it's it's Dead Zone's really a miniatures game but it kind of feels like a board game. Uh, this one is definitely a miniatures game because you're measuring and all of that stuff uh, but you've got some of those board game components the event deck and and the supply deck and all that kind of stuff and the you know the way that you sort of outfit everything it still has that slight board game feel so I think this is a good like introduction to miniatures game that you could certainly uh, you know play with kids in the family if they like Walking Dead maybe not little kids but you know like teenagers like my son uh, me and him both love The Walking Dead and uh, this is a good sort of intro to miniatures you've got the little movement there's not really a lot of crazy rules like some miniature games can have 
and uh, everything really kind of fits together. You know, you can do things like you can, I didn't really talk about this, but you can like make noise, hold your nerve and stuff. So if maybe Carl is, is really low in health, you can go make noise. And if Carl was able to sort of escape and back away from the zombies, then that will maybe hopefully suck some zombies away. Maybe you shoot the gun and make a lot of noise. Um, and the one thing I did mention actually is it's got little, you know, details like this. So if you do like a headshot, with the exclamation point, it's possible that your gun runs out of ammo too. So you roll the, the chance die, the chance cube here, and if it comes up, then you know you ran out of ammo and you're hopefully that one of the supplies has ammo in it, which is really cool because you just you're not guaranteed that you're gonna be able to just you know pop everybody off. So you gotta be very, very careful about that. Uh, so just a lot of the little kind of details and some of the keywords and the equipment and everything, all that really does uh, mesh together nicely. And so I think this is a really good, uh, interesting buy. Say if you're a fan of The Walking Dead show or the comic book, to me this is a 100% no-brainer. I mean, it really gets you right in there. I like the games like this where you have sort of that one-on-one, -on -one, uh, you know, head-to-head -head battle in a miniature setting, but then you've got that third-party, uh, you know, AI sort of zombie creatures, NPC creature kind of thing happening. And that's what this has got. That makes it really interesting. So it's not just, you know, me versus you and I'm ducking cover and doing this and, you know, maybe throwing up a screen over this, you know, that kind of stuff. You've got these other things that are just like running all over the place, just causing havoc. Uh, you know, the, one of my favorite things about Frostgrave, which is another game uh, that ha is similar to that, where you can have the head to head. And I, like I said, in that review, my favorite part of that game is when things kind of go out awry and you have like a demon show up. Well, this board is just, you're gonna set up, it's gonna be full of zombies and it's, a, it's, a, it's part of the scenery in a sense. And so that's a really fun experience that you don't really see in most miniature games. So I think from that angle also, I would definitely uh, give it a look for that aspect of it. So I definitely recommend it. I do think you should get you know that expansion, like I said, or you're gonna want to fill it out with some uh, booster packs they're not blind boosters, the blister packs of, uh, of the other characters and stuff and kind of uh, tailor the game that way. But there's a lot of stuff out already and I know that the they, I think they just released a organized play kit. So you've got that, that you can contact them and that has some extra goodies and stuff like that. So that could be a fun way to do it, kind of do like a tournament or something. So anyway, definitely take a look at this one. Thanks.